serial killers, okay, uh, people think about S-E-R-I-A-L, serial killers, somebody who every Friday night go out and get drunk and kill people. Mm -hmm. so those are serial killers. But also, I think about C-E-R-E-A-L, serial killers, as in oatmeal for breakfast and Wheaties for breakfast and pancakes for breakfast and uh, that kind of stuff. Anything that there's wheat, barley, rye, or oats in uh, has a substance called gluten in it. And gluten destroys your intestines. I repeat that. Gluten destroys your intestines slowly over time. And uh, we were sort of reminded about this um, two days ago on Fox News that a story of uh, a little girl who's only 12 years old, but she looked like she was 80 or 112. And she had progeria, I think it's called. Okay, progeria, yeah. Progeria, Hutchinson's Guilfoyle progeria syndrome. HGPS, as doctors say, uh, they claim, quote, it's, I'm quoting them now, it's a genetic disease um, that affects one in four million people, unquote, but it's not transmissible. It's not a transmissible gene. Well, it's all caca, as they say in French. Um, it's certainly not a genetic disease. It's a gluten disease. It's a gluten issue. Gluten destroys your intestines. Your intestines should look like a shag rug. Um, Finger-like villi increase the absorptive surface. And the um, gluten destroys those villi, so your intestine looks like a plastic tube. You lose 90% of your absorptive surface. And that's why we're having such a bad time with this pandemic. Um, there's so many people who either when they get the vaccination, two, three weeks later, they get real sick and sometimes they die. Well, they blame it on the vaccinations. No. no. Why are they reacting that way? Well, they're reacting that way because even if they were supplementing, they couldn't absorb the nutrition because they're having a good breakfast morning, uh, every morning with the oatmeal for breakfast and bagels and that kind of stuff. Gluten, gluten, gluten kills the intestines and whether they're supplementing or not. And um, it's one of those things where they are not either supplementing or not absorbing nutrition. So their bone marrow cannot make antibodies, they cannot make white blood cells to kill and eat the viruses. So we have a war zone going on as a result of serial killers, okay? And um, it's one of those things where um, there was actually a movie made about this uh, some years ago, The Curious Case of uh, Benjamin Button was the name of the movie. I don't know if you remember that, if you're old enough to remember that movie. I recognize the name. Yeah, The Curious Case of, of Benjamin Button. And he is this you know, kid who looked like he was 110 uh, sort of thing. And of course, you know, kids with this issue, it's rare. It's like, you know, one in four million. Um, but they get a big hawk nose. Uh, they get floppy ears. They get wrinkles in their skin. Uh, they can, uh, one of the more common symptoms of gluten in, in kids is uh, appendicitis. Appendicitis is a gluten issue. Uh, your small intestine goes into your colon at that location where the appendix comes out. So there's three things there, your appendix, your small intestine, your colon. And when you have a gluten issue, you're gonna get pain in that lower, as they say, the lower right quadrant. Oh yeah, I have pain down there. And doctors will give you stuff to relax that area and give you pain relief and so on. And they hope you don't have an attack and a ruptured appendix. You get a ruptured appendix, you gotta go in for emergency surgery and get that mm -hmm. taken out. But it's all caused by eating gluten all your life. Whether your, uh, your mother was breastfeeding you and eating gluten, are giving you baby formula, okay, and uh, giving you gluten in the baby formula and so forth. Uh, and so, you know, these little cups of 
of cereal and stuff that they would make for for um, babies that are still nursing and so on. Right. Um, I remember those. So, so this but, girl, if it's one in four million, it's not really a genetic problem, then, is it? No. It's more. It's more a birth defect. Well, it's not a birth defect. It's, it's, it's a the, it's the a uh, problem. Right. But I was saying caused by a birth defect caused by the mom not having something at that critical point in the gene translation. So it translates the gene in effectively yeah. and causes a disease like many other birth defects. Yeah. And so you get your bowel syndrome, celiac disease, appendicitis, uh, diverticulitis, lupus, um, asthma, bronchitis. Um, let's see here. Obesity, the metabolic syndrome. And I, I freaked you know, one of our, our great associates, um, Nima Moorfield, uh, he speaks five languages fluently, has two bachelor of science degrees. He has uh, two MS degrees, and uh, he also has a Rhodes Scholarship. And I freaked him out the other day. I said, hey, I want you to look, ask Siri to, to show you pictures of, of human beings that weigh more than a thousand pounds. He said, oh yeah, right. And he freaked out because you can go down mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. file and it'll show you a thousand people Women, the record is 1,200 pounds. Men, it's 1,400 pounds. And this is caused by eating gluten, okay? And not being able to get the nutrition. You develop a behavior called pica. Pica, excuse me, it's a behavior called pica, which you don't stop eating. And that's why these people gain so much weight. And, you know, doctors don't talk about this, but they're at the main root cause of this. This all started, you've heard me say this a million times it started at three o'clock in the afternoon, Monday, September 4th, 1882 on Pearl Street in New York City in the bluff where we're looking at the construction of the Brooklyn Bridge. When mm -hmm. Thomas Edison and Jonathan Lees pulled the switch on the first commercial electric generating plant, within 18 years, I used to say 10 years, actually 18 years, the year 1900, um, we had 40 new diseases nobody ever seen before. And they blamed them on genetics because that was the new darling of the medical field of genetics. But there's just only nutritional deficient diseases. Right. Because when we switched to electricity at three o'clock in the afternoon, Monday, September 4th, 1882, we gave up our um, mineral supplementation. Um, the wood ashes from our stoves and fireplaces and fire pits went into the garden. That was my job when I was four or five years old to take that out and put it in the garden every day. Also, I had to give grandma a pot of wood ashes so she could put it in our soup and our cereal and our mashed potatoes and everything we would eat that was liquid, uh, she would put these um, uh, wood ashes in for the plant minerals. But then once we went to electricity, there was no more plant minerals. And so everybody starts gaining weight because you get this behavior called pica, your body's looking for that nutrient. Right. You start gaining weight. And here's where it came. Here's where it came. Doctors, again, are at, at the bottom of the problem, okay? They're the base of the problem. 1900 when people are all gaining weight they're you know 25 50 75 100 pounds overweight and they say okay look you got to stop eating animal fat just go and eat more whole grains and so of course the most that people would eat would be wheat 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 you know in cereals wheat in bread wheat in bagels wheat in biscuits wheat in pie crust wheat in cake uh, wheat in ice cream wheat in soup uh, wheat and everything you can right. eat and drink and so forth was wheat, wheat, wheat. And people then got gluten issues. And that's when all these various pandemics began. Um, 1918, 1919, we got the Spanish flu. Right. Um, then we had, let's see here, the swine flu, the Asian flu. Uh, we had H1N1, H2N2. We had SARS and MERS. 
And uh, then we had um, COVID-2, and now we have COVID-19 with a Delta variant and the Omicron variant. And the numbers are going crazy as a result of everybody eating wheat, okay? This is a war against wheat. Wheat is right. a serial killer, and people who uh, feed you those things really are the cause of all your problems because they're feeding you something you should not be eating. Wheat, wheat, wheat. And the point that I'm getting out here, we're supposed to have the best healthcare system in the world. But because everybody's eating wheat and not supplementing, they're not supplementing, you are not what you eat. You are what you absorb and you are what you supplement with. And probably the classic example um, is Colin Powell, um, one of my heroes, a black fella. It was perfect to talk about him uh, on Martin Luther King uh, Day, um, or actually the weekend. The day was uh, Saturday and today. <laughs> okay. And so uh, Colin Powell, um, he uh, got the two vaccinations a month apart. Uh, he was a, I should say, he was a four-star general in the army. He's one of, he's one of my heroes. Uh, and so he got the two vaccinations. Uh, then a month, uh, excuse me, six months later, he gets a booster. And then two months later, he dies of COVID. So how can that happen? This guy was the first um, uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, black fella. He was the first black fella to be the Secretary of State of the United States. And he dies of COVID. What is going on here? Well, then I thought about it. I said, oh, I know why. Well, because, you know, I've been watching him speak for weeks, you know, before he died and he had snow white hair, which tells me he was eating gluten. He was missing those minerals because he couldn't absorb the minerals. And so he, his immune system was dying. Mm -hmm. And then the odds are if he was supplementing, he may have just been supplementing with, with a vitamin C tablet every day. Or he may have been supplementing with a, a vitamin mineral supplement that only had 14 nutrients in it instead of 90 or 215 like our healthy brain and heart pack. And so he died because his bone marrow could not react to the vaccinations. Vaccinations do not kill viruses, bacteria, fungus, or yeast. They just alert your body to a bad DNA and RNA. It's up to your bone marrow. It's up to your intestines. It's up to your immune system to get the um, antibodies to go kill and eat the viruses, to get the white blood cells to go and kill and eat the viruses. But if you're not absorbing nutrition, if you're not supplementing with nutrition, you're not absorbing it because you're eating gluten, and that was his problem. I guarantee you, he was having bagels for breakfast. He was having toast. He was having oatmeal. He was doing all that stuff. And, you know, it's just a terrible, terrible tragedy to lose a man like him. But he is, um, what should I say, a classic example of thousands of people who are doing the same thing. Well, my grandpa, he was vaccinated. He got the booster. And, you know, two months after the booster, he dies of COVID. How could that be? Well, the vaccine didn't work. Well, it worked but he couldn't respond to the vaccine because he's eaten gluten all his life and he didn't give up, didn't give up his oatmeal for breakfast and, and still eating spaghetti at dinner time and having pie with wheat crust and all that kind of stuff and pancakes and waffles right. and flour tortillas and on and on and on. Okay. So that's, that's the story of serial killers, C-E-R-E-A-L killers. Stay away from wheat, butter, rye, and oats in every, in every one of its farms. And take your 90 essential nutrients, better yet, take the 215 in the Healthy Brain and Heart Pack. Catch your collagen peptides so you can make your bone marrow happy. And you will add 25 to 50 healthier years to your life. Over to you. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we just talked about you are 
what you absorb, not what you eat. So I'd like you to, for a moment, to put your veterinarian hat on uh, because I, I see people all the time say, you know, uh, giraffes, elephants, uh, uh, cows, all these animals are vegetarians. So maybe we should be vegetarians too. So can you tell us the difference in the anatomy in the, these uh, herbivores and uh, the anatomy for folks like this that are omni, like us that are omnivores or carnivores? Okay, well, let's first uh, look at giraffes and elephants and cows and horses and pigs and turkeys and all these kind of things. And um, elephants and rhinoceros and whales and porpoises. Uh, all of these mammal vertebrates get the same birth defects that we get. All these mammal vertebrates get the same infectious diseases as we get. They get the same chronic diseases we get. And uh, that's why you see them. They put this big red salt block out uh, next to their next to their feeding bunks, where they put all their grain and hay and stuff in. But they also put a, a big tub with a big, uh, usually it's about ten inches square, weighs about twenty pounds, a uh, red salt block with salt and all these trace minerals in it, so the animals get that stuff. And then around that, they will put all their other uh, vitamins and minerals. So that they're going to lick all that stuff and pick those things up and so forth. But every species of vertebrates, and I'm sure other non-vertebrates, but every species of vertebrates have um, these nutritional deficiencies and so on. And that's because they, you know, were not getting the nutrition as an embryo that they should have gotten. But um, a certain amount of the gluten is digested by the bugs in their rumen or their fourth stomach, the big, okay, big yeah, that's, tank. That's where I wanted to, to get to. Mm -hmm. uh, tell us a little bit more about the anatomy there of these herbivores that's different okay. from us. Okay, well, they have four stomachs. They're four stomach animals. They have the abomasum, which is the uh, stomach much, much like ours, and it produces acid and all this kind of stuff and digests things. But that big one, the tank, you know, in a cow, it's like as big as a, a beer barrel, okay? It's big. And same way with, with a, um, uh, interesting enough, an elephant has a single stomach, but a giraffe has four. And it's one of those things where um, the, the food that they eat ferment. So in the animals, you know, they got these multiple stomachs. Uh, you know, the, the food is fermenting in there. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got different uh, bacteria that are growing in there. And I understand a lot of the protein these animals get come from that actual bacteria that's coming through their system. Uh, for us, it's a little bit different. You know, we've got, of course, we got different enzymes throughout our digestive tract uh, to work on the food, but you've got a very acidic stomach and then a very alkaline small intestines before you actually get to the uh, good bacteria that's in our system. So how's all this work together? You know, how do we get the good bacteria and uh, uh, assuming that we get off the gluten, how can we repair the damage it's done by replenishing all this? Okay. Well, to, to rebuild, you need all these 90 essential nutrients. And of course uh, you take the uh, healthy brain and heart pack, you take the fucoid C, you take the, the, um, let's see here, the collagen peptides, the vitamin D3, uh, vitamin C, vi vitamin D3, take all those things, um, uh, take our zinc and give your body what it needs. Don't forget our salt. I, I love our pink Himalayan salt. Um, it has 78 minerals in it, as well as the sodium chloride. I use that on my breakfast, uh, either 
if I'm having rice or sweet potatoes and I have it with my dinner where I'm having rice or sweet potatoes. And so people say, well, like you're eating salt. Well, yeah, every cell in your body requires salt to function properly. And um, your stomach requires salt to make stomach acid, which is required to break down food from big chunks to little chunks and uh, to keep your stomach acid. When you, when people get reflux and they go to the doctor and they give them drugs and, or they have something going on with their heart rate or something of that nature, and they want to put in a, a pacemaker. No, 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 just salt your food. Well, my doctor says salt causes high blood pressure. No, it doesn't. Your doctor, you need to change doctors. Your doctor is a mass murderer. When he's saying don't use salt, he's telling people that it's better to kill yourself quick and don't use salt than it is to die slowly. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I saw an article today. Uh, on the, the topic of salt. And it's uh, the title of the article is Predictive Effect of Salt Intake on Patient and Kidney Survival in Non-Dialysis um, Chronic Kidney Disease. And what they looked at was uh, salt intake and uh, you know its effect on what's called end-stage kidney disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what was surprising in the conclusion They said that chronic kidney disease patients under neuropathy care show a moderate salt intake, usually around 8.4 grams per day, that is lower in older versus younger patients. In this context, older patients are not exposed to higher mortality across different levels of salt intake. So right there, they're saying that it doesn't matter the level of salt intake on these older patients, they're not having a higher mortality rate which is contrary to everything we've been taught by our doctors. And it continues while salt intake of less than six grams per day poses a greater risk of end stage kidney disease. So cutting that salt way down increases the risk of end stage kidney disease. So it's completely opposite of what we're being told constantly. Well, doctors love to tell you those things that give them more patience because they have converted the American public into a dairy herd is the way I look at it. They've converted the American public in, into a dairy herd and they can milk your insurance policy. The worst possible thing for human health was health insurance because it gave the doctor kind of a crush. He said, well, you know, I don't feel bad about, you know, billing them $100,000 for this procedure because insurance pays for it and, and they'll feel better. But then they die 20 years earlier, okay? <laughs> and so you have to appreciate that the doctors have it backwards. Now, um, I've said this before, but it's worth saying again. Uh, and the CDC now, like five or six weeks ago now, the Center for Disease Control came out and said the three uh, top causes of death in American hospitals annually, number one is heart disease. You check into the hospital for heart disease. And 611,405 on the average of over 10 years die from heart disease. Or did they die from an infection? Did they die during surgery uh, you know, to deal with the heart valves or whatever? Or they claim it's heart disease. Number two is cancer, 584,881. It's a 10-year average. And they entered in the hospital with a diagnosis of cancer. Did the cancer kill them or did the chemotherapy kill them? Or did somebody give them an infection you know, by injecting them with something? Um, or did they die of cancer? We don't know that. We have to separate it out. Number three was the frequent. Uh, 250,000 is the number, uh, number three cause of death in American hospitals, which is medical errors. As a pharmacist, you know about medical errors. Medical errors kills 250,000 
did they get diagnosed correctly? I mean, medical errors could have killed people they diagnosed as heart disease. Medical errors could have killed people they diagnosed as cancer. But one that there's just no other thing, dropped dead literally and figuratively, 250,000 are killed each year from medical errors. And I always ask myself, why is it that doctors can kill 250,000 of their patients in their workplace every year and they're still in business? How many businesses, <clears throat> pharmacists, keys, could stay in business if they killed 250,000 of their customers in their workplace every year? Well, none. Well, and then the CDC came out and said in small print and italics underneath that, those three figures, only 10% of medical errors are reported. So 250,000 is 10%. That means 2.5 million medical errors occur in hospitals every year. Why would you want to go to a hospital? And how come nobody ever sued doctors for killing their family member or whatever? Well, it turns out, don't, don't patients or their families have to sign some kind of a waiver when they check into a hospital for tests or for all treatment. Kinds of things when you check into the hospital. Well, you go, and so they're signing these waivers that say, "I don't care if you kill me, I won't sue you." And so that's what those waivers are for. That's well, why the, nobody ever sues doctors for medical errors. And the other problem is they don't ever directly admit there was a medical error. You know, they'll blame it on other things, mm -hmm. or they'll say the "I don't know why." It's just one of those things that happens. Yeah. I want to talk about something else, because, again, with serial killers, you've mentioned earlier about obesity. And I just wanted to share a couple numbers, uh, a couple statements there from some more okay. articles I found recently. Uh, this one is a uh, study that came out of Mexico. And just uh, this just illustrates the, how bad the problem is worldwide. Uh, the article is called Screen-Based Sedentary Behaviors in Association with Metabolic Syndrome Components Among Adults in Mexico. And one of the statistics they showed was uh, worldwide, about 25% of the adult population has metabolic syndrome. Uh, in Mexico, that uh, figure is 49.8%. Uh, and they're saying it's a combination of unhealthy diet, sleeping, unhealthy sleeping patterns and sedentary behavior and physical inactivity. And I think the biggest component there is the diet. And that's what, uh, you know, the snack food industry has capitalized on for so long. They know that uh, our diets are lacking these vitamins and minerals and essential nutrients for us to, to really thrive. And, you know, they put just enough salt in the, these products so that we taste the salt. And then they know that our body is going to do just like that cow uh, that's being raised to uh, go to the slaughterhouse center. We're going to start eating nonstop and combine that with the sedentary lifestyle. And it's no wonder uh, disease rates are going sky high. And I worry now that with so many people uh, starting to work from home, that we're going to see even more of that because you're going to have even more access to the bad foods since it's in your kitchen, as opposed to what you had access to, uh, you know, in the office place. I mean, yeah. at home, you got the opportunity to go and eat constantly where in the office, you might not have had that opportunity. So I'm, I'm concerned about this uh, escalating even quicker now. Okay. Well, one of the things I want everybody to do is ask Siri, go look at Siri and say, Siri, Show me a 1,000-pound human being. The record for males is 1,400 pounds and some change. The record for females is 1,200 pounds and some change. And these are all caused by nutritional deficiencies. Not calorie deficiencies, obviously, but nutritional deficiencies. 
uh, causing them to have a behavior called pico in which they're constantly looking to eat um, and eat and eat and eat, looking for that one thing that's missing out of their diet that their body is recognizing is missing. And so that's why they gain so much weight. And um, this metabolic syndrome, and of course, the peak is 1,400 pounds and some change for males and 1,200 pounds and some change for females. And you'll look and they'll show you 500 pictures of, of human beings over 1,000 pounds. Uh, just ask Siri, show me pictures of human beings over 1,000 mm -hmm. pounds. It will freak you out. Okay. Yeah, this is something else that concerns me too, especially uh, post-pandemic now. We're not even post-pandemic, so I don't know why we use that word yet. But uh, oh, th this study is looking at uh, young people, 18 to 25 years old, mm -hmm. uh, from 1976 through 2018. And it says, obesity is obesity on the rise in early adulthood. And here's what they came out with. The results showed substantial increases in mean BMI. That's uh, base uh Basal metabolic. Basal metabolic. It has to do with your uh, body mass index. Sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, the results show substantial increase in mean body mass index among emerging adults. That's 18 to 25 years old uh, from 23 kilograms in 1976 to 27 kilograms in 1980. Uh, and you multiply that by 2.2 to get pounds. So that's how much the average weight has gone up on uh, 18 to 25 year olds. Then they looked at obesity in that same age group. Uh, in 1976, 6.2% of the uh, young adults were obese. Uh, 1980, it jumped to 32.7%. And then the rates for normal healthy body weight dropped from 68% to 37% during that same period. So here we're looking at a period pre-pandemic and how much the weight has increased uh, in young adults. Uh, and again, that's all tied to this uh, gluten issue and the uh, mm -hmm. uh, convenience foods that we have that are processed so much that there's no nutrition left in them. And I'm concerned because some of the preliminary numbers uh, since the pandemic started has shown a uh, uh, a huge rise in obesity and uh, uh, overweight of these young kids. Uh, they're not able to go to school. Uh, they're taking their university classes from home. And that just exposes them to, again, the opportunity to eat these junk foods uh, more often than they would have been able to uh, when they're sitting in a classroom. So I, I'm, I'm concerned about how much more this is going to go up. And we're talking about the future of our society. I mean, these kids are going to be the ones, I call them kids, they're young adults. Uh, but, you know, when you're 60 years old, you can call them kids, right, Doc? Uh, mm -hmm. the, these kids <laughs> are our future. And if their health is that bad already, you can imagine what it's going to be. I mean, there's, there's a lot of statistics out there that show that uh, these folks are going to die at a younger age than their parents did. Well, we already show that mm -hmm. up until about almost a year ago now, uh, our average lifespan in America was 79. Now it's 75. And um, or is it 74? I think it's, uh, it, it dropped down to, to uh, 75. And so it'll be very interesting to see if they post it again here soon, uh, see if it's dropping more. I think it is because um, the middle age between 25 and 75, this is when most of the deaths occur. And 
these nutritional deficiencies, they're caused by eating gluten, can't absorb, not supplementing. So you don't get access to the nutrients necessary for your bone marrow to make white blood cells and antibodies and red blood cells and platelets. Mm-hmm. And you know, people are in trouble when they go to the doctor to get an iron shot and a B12 shot every month. And the doctor starts saying after a year or so, you know, we really, because you're bleeding under your skin here, um, we need to give you some uh, a transfusion every month so you get some platelets from somebody else because you're not making platelets. It's probably a genetic thing, as the doctors would say, but no, it's because you're eating gluten and not supplementing and your bone marrow is not getting what it needs. So when that bug comes along, you get nailed big time because you cannot respond with white blood cells and antibodies to go kill and eat the virus. So um, just like Colin Powell, I just I just really, really was very disappointed when he died mm-hmm. because if anybody should have uh, had access to information, it would be him. And uh, if he did get the information, he wasn't taking it. And I think he just was listening to doctors and getting, you know, their information. Okay, you're covered now. Don't worry about it, Mm -hmm. you know. And so I I just think that the doctors killed him just like they killed so many others. There's so many people who have the metabolic syndrome. They're 50 pounds, 100 pounds, 200 pounds, 300 pounds, 400 pounds, 500 pounds overweight. And these are the ones who really have the worst outcomes um, when it comes to COVID, because when you're that much, when you have that much weight, that means not much in your body is functioning properly, including your immune system. All right, let's get some questions, Dr. Wallach. This one comes from Elizabeth, and I like her question because it relates a lot to what we're talking about, uh, but also uh, types of cooking. You know, down in the South, we fry everything. I mean, heck, we'd fry water if we had the ability to do that. But then you get to the folks that live up in the... uh, uh, northern tier states, I'm not talking about New England, I'm talking about the mid- Midwest northern states, uh, they roast everything and, mm-hmm. and broil everything. Uh, and her question is, is it safe to cook meat in a pressure cooker? Okay, yeah, it's safe to cook meat in a pressure cooker, but not a, um, air a fryer, fryer. Right. not an air fryer. Okay, because the air fryer will heat the fat to frying temperatures where a roaster will not. Okay, and so... Um, I grill everything at home. I, I grill steaks and chops and roasts and things like that. Um, medium, medium rare, uh, never any more than medium. Most of the time for myself, I like it medium rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, the little kids like it medium. Um, but uh, we do not air fry. We do not pan fry. We do not fry. In fact, don't even say the word. Mm-hmm. But that's, uh, that's one of the reasons why they had so many different diseases in the old south as you point out, because that was their method of cooking was frying everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was just a classic. Yeah. We got fried Twinkies and fried Snickers now. And like I said, if we could fry water, we'd figure out a way to do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You have another question. Something else I was thinking about, you know, we keep having these listeria outbreaks everywhere. And I got to thinking about this, Dr. Wallach, you know, we, we, as a population, we drink so many carbonated sodas and we have so many people on proton pump inhibitors and all that. Uh, when I was listening to your old CD, uh, one of your old CDs, which isn't available anymore, unfortunately, uh, it was talking about how when you want to get the good bacteria into your gut, you know, you've got to have that acidic, you know, you've got to have an acidic stomach to start with. And like, if you start out with several billion bacteria, then so many of them are going to get killed by the stomach acid before it gets into the small intestine. 
another bunch of them are going to get killed by the uh, alkalinity of that before it actually gets to your gut. So I'm wondering if all these listeria outbreaks we're having now is a direct correlation to the fact that our stomachs aren't acid enough to kill this stuff before it gets through the system. Well, yeah, of course, that's because people have been falsely, incorrectly, criminally told by doctors not to use salt. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Uh, we're, we're not taking salt. We're drinking sodas with our meals. So sodas are also neutralizing our stomach acid. We're taking proton pump inhibitors because that's what the doctor prescribed for your acid reflux. So that further is decreasing our stomach acidity. So it's no wonder that we have so many outbreaks now of these foodborne uh, bacterias because our stomach is not doing what it's supposed to do to protect itself by killing these bacteria. That's part of the reason why we have to have an acidic stomach is to kill the bacteria. So it doesn't do us harm. It's just another way God made our, our system to protect itself. That's correct. Okay. It looks like uh, on the Facebook side, we keep having some issues. So I apologize folks on that. Uh, someone wanted to know what is the best chocolate to eat? Oh, you can give me chocolate. Explain why. Well, um, ours are grown organically. Ours are, uh, we don't put anything in there that's going to cause a problem. And chocolate in of itself is one of the greatest antioxidants. It's one of the greatest supporters of the immune system of any food. Um, it was known as the food of the gods back hundreds of years ago, because when people were sick, if you ate chocolate, you could solve a lot of problems because of the antioxidant power of the chocolate. Um, uh, we buy about 20 of those uh, uh, small boxes. I think they come in 30 count, 25 or 30 count boxes, whatever it is uh, from Longevity. And we have to pay for everything. We don't get it for free. So we, we pay for it. And uh, we each uh, and everybody in the household eats two a day, one at breakfast, one at dinner time of the chocolate. I probably don't say it often enough, but that chocolate is really, really a great supporter of the immune system. Yeah, and folks, it's not the high sugar chocolate no. that uh, we have come to love since childhood, uh, the milk chocolate. Uh, dark chocolate has the effect of uh, balancing the cholesterol the way it's supposed to be, uh, preventing cognitive de decline, uh, reduce the risk of cardiovascular problems. Uh, it's protected of a cardiovascular system. And it's because of the flavonoids that are found in these chocolate in, in the uh, uh, chocolate bean. Yeah, they support your immune system. That's for sure. All right. And uh, another question is roasted yeah, we got nuts. Time for, we got time, yeah. time for one more. Is roasted nuts okay or raw preferred? Well, you want raw preferred because uh, they um, have more oil. They, well, they actually, uh, all the enzymes and things that are in there remain intact. When you start heating them up, things begin to fall apart and you're not getting the maximum benefit that you know could have come from the nut. Um, and of course, we eat a lot of nuts, walnuts, uh, cashews, um, we don't eat a lot of peanuts. We eat primarily walnuts, cashews, and almonds, those kind of filberts, those kind of things. Yeah, I've eliminated peanuts from my diet as well. So, uh, Is pecans okay? And uh, what yeah. about the dry roasted nuts? 
dry well, roasted well, okay? Or not? Well, as soon as you start heating them up, you're starting to destroy things in the nuts. No, okay. it's not. It's not deleterious to your health. It's just not as as nutritious. Right. Right. Okay. And you know, the, the key is tree nuts. If the nuts are grown on a tree, that's the type of nuts that you want to eat. They're uh, safer. Yeah. yeah, peanuts are grown underground. Okay, Dr. Wallach. So we're coming to the end today. And I know you have a radio program five days a week. Uh, Dr. Wallach, you're on the radio twice a day. How do people yes. reach you? Okay, now let's see here. Uh, this is Monday through Friday. Um, uh, noon Pacific time to one o'clock is dead. Doctors don't lie. You can get it as toll free, 888-379-2552. Again, toll free, 888-888-379-2552. That's dead. Doctors don't lie from noon to one Pacific time. Mm -hmm. And then uh, from one to two Pacific time, let's play doctor. It's also toll free, 1-877-912-PLAY. That's uh, 1-877-912-7529. It's a half uh, an hour, excuse me, an hour from um, one to two. Uh, it's been over 30 years I've been on both those programs. Mm -hmm. I've never missed one in 30 years. Isn't that great? Absolutely. And folks, one more thing I want to talk about, Doc. It's, uh, I know you got to go, so I'll let you go get ready for okay, that. Okay, thank you. But something else I want to talk about real quick, folks, before you jump off here. Uh, and I want to talk about identity protection. This morning, uh, about four in the morning, my wife got a alert about our credit card being used in France, uh, Denmark, and Florida, all within 15 minutes of each other. So I just want to stress the importance of having identity protection. Uh, if you want to learn more, go to aimhighprotect.com, aimhighprotect.com. And uh, there's a couple different packages there on identity protection. Uh, you put in all your different credit cards into the program. You put in uh, your various email addresses, whatever phone numbers you got, your uh, uh, medical insurance information. You put all that in there and they start monitoring these uh, the dark web for this information getting out there. It's very critical to do that. Uh, when you compare the Longevity Identity Protect plan to uh, the national leading company, uh, our plan is better, has better coverage at a lower price. So I encourage you again to go to aimhighprotect.com and get your identity protection right away. Thank you, sir. All right. And anybody wants to get the free books, thank you again, Dr. Wallach. If you want to get uh, uh, Dr. Wallach's books, I'm sorry, not free books, but if you want to get Dr. Wallach's books, go over to drjwallach.com, drjwallach.com. And don't forget while you're there to pick up the red warning light CD. Uh, that was from a couple of weeks ago. Uh, as of this morning, I have two new videos posted on my YouTube channel. Uh, one of them is the good food, bad food uh, video. If you go to foodvideo.campaignfornutrition.com. That's foodvideo.campaignfornutrition.com. That will take you over to the uh, actual YouTube video there. And while you're on that YouTube channel, uh, please subscribe, uh, like, hit the little bell so you get notified when I add more videos because I'm going to start adding these videos from these calls to that YouTube page. Uh, also, while you're there, you can find uh, another video that just went up live on that page this morning uh, called uh, Black Lives Do Matter. And that's the interview we did last year, a year and a half ago, I believe, uh, where we talk about all the different diseases in the uh, 
African-American community and how they are not genetic diseases. They are actually uh, nutritional deficiency diseases. And we talk about what can be done to uh, prevent. So that, that video will also be on that YouTube channel. Uh, just go to uh, food video dot campaign for nutrition dot com and that will take you over to that youtube channel and again please like and subscribe and hit that bell button and one last thing if you'd like to learn more about me keith info keith info and that will give you uh that takes you to my linkedin page and it, it has all kinds of information on there as well and don't forget get your free gifts dead doctors don't lie someone should go to jail health lies of medicine as well as the uh uh report uh, called Why So Many Young Athletes Die, dddlvideo.com, dddlvideo.com. Folks, I'll see you again next week. Thanks a lot for joining us, and uh, next same time next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Health and Wellness Hour with Dr. Joe Wallach and pharmacist Keith Abel. If you found value in this episode, be sure to like and share. Also, to be notified when the next episode is posted, click on the subscribe button, then hit that little bell symbol. If you have any questions or comments for Pharmacist Keith or Dr. Wallach, you may send a private email to askpharmacistkeith at live.com or by visiting the Facebook page, Give Doc 90 Days to Better Health, Wellness, and Longevity. To hear more from Pharmacist Keith, subscribe to this Prosperity Rx podcast. Prosperity Rx is your prescription for prosperity. Prosperity is more than just creating wealth. Prosperity includes health and wellness, personal development and motivation, as well as financial peace and prosperity. Subscribe to Prosperity Rx on your favorite podcast platform. To hear more from Dr. Wallach, he has two nationally syndicated radio programs daily, Dead Doctors Don't Lie and Let's Play Doctor. Check your local radio listings for details. Also, check out the archives of his past shows at radio.givedoc90days.com. One last thing, if you'd like to join Dr. Wallach's crusade to share his message with others, contact Pharmacist Keith, and he'll teach you how to share the message and create some extra income at the same time. Contact Pharmacist Keith through his email address, keith at prosperityrx.com, or call or text at 502-212-2929. Remember, Keith is still a practicing pharmacist and can't always pick up the phone right away, so leave your name, number, and best time to call, and he'll return your call as soon as possible. Thanks again for tuning in.